everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Civ Show Podcast, where we suck so you don't have to. I'm your host, Moisos. Raising Zozo. Nystagmus. I think there's there's been some pretty crazy news today, right? There's like, you, you know, in, in the Civ world, there's been some pretty crazy news. A little, little Civ called uh, Viet- Vietnam. Yeah? Vietnam? You guys excited about this? Did you, did you see the first look video at all? I, I, Viet Viet who Viet Vietnam? Vietnam um, isn't that the Viet Cong? Uh, I I heard a little a bird told me about Vietnam. It's actually a large elephant uh, falling out of the woods. Uh, could have been a jungle. Mentioned that this was on its way. More what, was the, what was the elephant's name? What was the elephant's name? Uh, it was named like uh, K K Chen, I think. Let me let me see. What was his name? Voi Voi Chen the elephant. You guys oh, know Voi okay. Chen. I think he's Dumbo's third cousin or something like that. Oh, fourth I, no, I only know his fourth cousin. Some, <laughs> Sorry, something something like that. And apparently, uh, gets the job done for an elephant. And it's always it's always good. When an elephant is brought, a new elephant is brought into the civilization universe. Because what do we have right now? Do we only have one? Does just India have an elephant? No, we have Chimer. And has well, an elephant. Chimer, I don't, yeah, I don't count it. Oh no, whoa, whoa! That war elephant is legit. Actually, no, the Varu is really good. The Varu is incredible. Doesn't the Varu make everyone scared? Yeah, it it, may, it reduces all the adjacent enemies by five. It's crazy. It's crazy good. You don't need that many of them. You just need like one or two. I wonder if that would stack with va- so vampires. Good. That'd be interesting. Now I want to find out. But anyways, this, this is oh, totally man. unrelated. I know. We're going we're gonna to find out. Uh, this elephant, it's probably a bit better than all those elephants because it's insanely powerful. But this whole sieve is pretty crazy. Yeah. So before we get to that, we have we have a little we have we have a little bit of things we got to talk about yeah. before we get to Vietnam. It's gonna be a little bit later on in the episode. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. let's first talk about uh, let's talk about Sunday. What happened on Sunday? It was kind of like a disastrous disaster of a game, wasn't it? Uh, well, I I don't know. You guys I, you guys were kind of like saying that, but like, I thought the worst part of the game was just that we didn't have city states, like. That's a, that's part of the disaster, right? No, but I, I mean, but I don't think like us all being Maui was all that disastrous, to be honest. Other than I thought it was pretty funny that we all spawned in the exact same spot. That was pretty funny. I will admit, like that was pretty yeah. funny. Um, and uh, you know, just the city state thing got you know frustrating, just because you know you use them to boost things, right? You help and, and to help with uh, trade routes, to help with um, suzerain bonuses and stuff like that. So it just was a very anemic game. Just feel very empty. Yeah, uh, I think that's where a lot of the frustration was at, just because like it was very anemic. It was, you know, we we weren't being able to get like the gold that we wanted to get usually. Speaking of not getting gold, uh, Zoe had a really Ugh, rough time. The whole that game. The whole game was depressing. It was it was fun to a point, and then it just got depressing. And a big part of it was math. You know, the the math is insane. Math. Uh, with with Moy's defender of the faith, with Moy's perfect like timing for that, I declared war, and somehow <laughs> the act of me doing it, he had time for a settler to build a city uh, instead of me taking the settler instantly. Um, so I didn't even get that city, and then the stacking math between the heroes and defender of the faith, and it was this pointless long drawn out battle moy did not want peace 
attacking Moy was pointless. He couldn't attack me either because when he, the minute he went one turn away, one space away from his precious little defender of the faith, it crashed and burned, uh, <laughs> and his units were vulnerable. So it was this this silly stalemate. But like he still had trade with Nystagmus, so I had no trade except for my own city. So I like the only reason so, I even survived was because spot, why couldn't you trade with me? I so our our cities were just far away enough that I couldn't trade with you. Did you have a harbor? I had so I in the end my one city when I built a harbor was able to trade with one of your cities. So one of your cities. So you know so you know how I know that's like full of crap, right? It's because I was trading I with your cities. I'm glad if and, we I, I, well, I wouldn't trade, be glad. I your, I know what I saw in Nystagmus. I know no, I don't buy it. I know what I saw in Nystagmus. I kept moving my trade. I moved them all to you on one side. I moved them all on the other side. I could not trade with you. I could not only you, one city. You even know where I the could reach were? one city. I could yeah. reach one and city. And you trade to that city, and then when it sets up a trading it was, post, and you it was can ten extend gold. your it was, trade It was six, six gold more than I was making with my, my other cities. Okay, so it I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. It so it's not matter. my fault that my cities are crappier than your cities. That's not anyone's fault. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was, it, was a, I had, it was a boring game for me. Nystagmus refused to talk to anybody. So it was just me having to talk with Moy. And, you know, when you're at war with Moy and he's got math on his side, he's only a, a, a little snickering witch, um, you know. So I, and, I was and like, hoping you guys would just bash I, each other's heads in, basically. Made, <laughs> the mistake that I made was I should have, the when, when Moy refused to have peace with me, the minute that happened, I should have declared war on Nystagmus because my units could actually do something against him. Uh, and that, I think, would have been interesting for me. I waited way too long. It wasn't until, I think, like 1030. The last half hour. You yeah. know, the last half hour that uh, that I, I declared war on Nystagmus. And, and I was just like, you know, your guys trading with each other was bolstering Moy. So basically, you were bolstering my enemy, allowing him to advance. I couldn't do anything, like so nothing. All I, of my I, units I, could do eight damage to him. All of his units were doing 80 damage to me. So I just want to put it out this way, right? Me trading with Moy, like when I said trade routes to him, like helps me. But him choosing to trade with me is not has nothing to do with what I, my decisions, right? I can't stop him from sending trade routes you to You are helping the enemy. You were helping the enemy and you were not helping I, me. I do... I do want to chime in that I was sending zero trade routes to Nystagmus because I did not want them to get plundered by those boats. So I was sending absolutely zero trade routes and I had all internal trade routes. So okay. well, I had a huge army BS that couldn't that do anything and I was losing a lot of gold every turn. The only reason that I was even alive was Simbad. Simbad You know what that sounds alive. like, Zoe? You know what that sounds like? What? Sounds like a you problem. It wasn't me problem, but like, and I needed the armies to do even scratch you, and they couldn't do anything, right? So yeah, the it it just unfortunately the mistake I made. I should have declared war on Nystagmus. I don't think there's anything you would have been able to do about it. You know, Nystagmus might have been able to mount a defense, but I had so many boats that pretty much his coast was toast. Nice, good rhyme. Yeah, you know it's true, because it rhymed. And yeah, it was, I don't know. 
it was tough. It was tough. Let's move on from it. Let's forget about it. Fans of the show, I tried to keep my spirits up as much as I could. I tried to stay in good spirits. Uh, it was really hard. Uh, I even messaged Moy afterwards and was like, we need a mercy rule where like, you know, because that was my my biggest regret was that, that guy, just doing that stupid little The guy little that came war. over and stomped on my capital is complaining about a mercy rule. Yeah, well, no, because that's <laughs> the mistake I made was that I didn't destroy you. Uh, and I should have destroyed you because okay, uh, so I couldn't do anything to Moy. What's your mercy rule then? <laughs> the mercy rule was, so if you yeah, go here, five listen turns. To this one. Listen to this one. He's the one who just strolled over to my capital and then burned it to the ground, right? <laughs> the, mer- the mercy rule is if you go five turns, okay, where nobody kills anything. Okay, nobody during kills anything. During a war. Nobody kills anything, Okay. So you, you say, I'd like mercy. You declare a declaration of mercy. Okay, if there's five turns where nobody kills anything, mercy is then granted. Okay, peace is declared. Because essentially, you're just in a state of war where the other person's just like, ah, nah, I'm just going to do this so that uh, we slow the game down and your amenities will just drain. And, and that, you know, and that's maybe in a three-player game where there's no city-states, like essentially... If we were going to have fun there, it should have been that we switched to SimCity mode, right? Not that we're just in this eternal state. Of, because there's no point for me to even be there unless I go and attack Nystagmus, which that was my mistake if I'd done that. Or if we had had the Mercy rule, it would have turned to SimCity mode, and it would have just been us building and seeing if one of us could get a culture or a science victory, which might have been at least interesting to watch. So anyways. Just went out. This is all started because you tried to steal a settler. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It was just stupid. It was uh, my greatest mistake. I regret it. It's three hours I'll never get get back. Um, So I'll I'll think about that the next time I try to steal a settler. Let's move on to a little bit more of a positive note here. Let's talk about your prediction about Kubakan and how that came true. You know what I watched? Or you know what what was a YouTube comment today in one of our videos? It was the first podcast we ever made. And you know what happened in that podcast? You predicted Kubakan would be a leader and here we are in january and who's coming out none other than kuva khan so talk to us about here's your bragging moment bud Just go <laughs> go go get it uh basically when the frontier pass was announced i just i looked at the release date for january and noted that it had specifically that you needed a specific expansion and I don't think any of the other ones needed that specific expansion. And then I also took note that it had said that there'll be two leaders and one civilization. So I was like, okay, so we're gonna we're getting a new leader for an existing civilization. So I just looked at what was released in that particular pack. So I think it was it's rise and fall. Rise and fall. And uh, the one that jumped out at me was that that was when Mongolia came out. And Kublai Khan is like probably, you know, that second to Mo- uh, uh, Genghis himself, uh, not to mention like super popular. If any of you watched the Marco Polo series, great season one, OK, season two. Uh, but it was it was about this uh, Italian dude in Kublai Khan's court. Um, so it was a very intriguing, interesting show. And uh, yeah, so that was the guest that I put forward with Kublai Khan, and here we are. Zoe got got something right. What I want to do by the end of this new Frontier Pass is I want to 
watch that video or that podcast with all with both of you and just have a live reaction of one our first ever podcast like the, the embarrassment and the cringe probably of it two what our predictions were and how much actually came true i think that'd be good content yeah yeah good maybe exclusive content could be maybe good for a upcoming service that we want to provide yeah to, uh, yeah yeah to a private few via some sort of patronage site <laughs> you're really good at subtle hints um very subtle so kubla khan they, they didn't really show much about kubla khan but they showed that when you send a trade route to someone uh specifically he sent it to china uh that you get both a inspiration and a eureka so i have my theories on that i'm sure you guys have your theories on that i think i'm right though i don't know like how confident are you in your theory if you have one I was going to say it's likely going to be something linked to you get um, you, you get a Eureka or something that they already have uh, whenever you establish yeah. a trade route. Uh, so I had a similar something to do with cultural exchange, idea exchange uh, and Eureka's and uh, are the equivalent of that in Civ. So I would like um, a new unit and I like the, a new siege unit specifically for Kublai Khan. I would like to see a trebuchet. Oh, please. Oh, my God, please. Yes. That'd be interesting. Why, okay. why specifically to Kubikon? Can you can you educate me here? I actually don't know why that would be specific. You got to watch. You got to watch Marco Polo. Yeah. So um, uh, apparently the yeah. the uh, mass use of a trebuchet is uh, attributed to ancient China. Um, the OK, one of the types there's, there's a, a couple different types of trebuchets, but the first type of it is uh, depiction of the Mongols um, using the trebuchet to basically take down cities. It, 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 does it project a 30 kilogram projectile over 300 meters? <laughs> is that a meme? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you got it. I was really proud of you, but now I don't know anymore. And I'm really conflicted. <laughs> yes, it's a big meme. It was a, it was a meme way back when. Okay, keep going. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, not, well just that because uh, it helps also break like... Um, the the stereotype that you know the stereotype of the mongols is the mongol hordes right they overtook all these cities because of just like you know basically zap Brannigan, you know wave after wave of men until they basically killed everybody but they're actually very astute city takers because they developed a lot of different siege techniques that were very effective and one of them is using something like a trebuchet um and so i would i would think it would be really cool if kublai khan um had the trebuchet uh, now that is also in Marco Polo. Like he basically wants to like kill Marco Polo. The, spoilers, um, unless he comes up with a way of taking a city, and Marco Polo came up with uh, the trebuchet um, for him. Well, it was a European technology that he was like, we can make this right. I think was the idea. But if they did that, Kublai Khan, that'd be interesting because then if it was him offering it, he for China. He'd be giving them that unit and they'd still have their Crouching Tiger because Crouching Tiger is China's unit, pretty sure. That's not the, the leader's unit. And Genghis's cons is he doesn't give them the Kessig, right? He gives them um, a cavalry bonus, right? Yeah. Uh, and he also, I think he takes over unit uh, cavalry. But there's no reason why them. he can't have an extra unit, right? Well, there are civs like that. You know, uh, the Ottomans get have two, uh, have two units. So, yeah. you know, yeah, Victoria, I think as that. well, could be that. Or what if Kublai Khan 
uh, gave you an extra governor and he gave you Marco Polo or something like that. So that, wow. you know, either Is one. Is that so like China actually a or, thing? Like, that Marco no. Polo did go to the like like at yeah, least that story much is of his, based yeah, on much of his thing is is very uh romanticized mm-hmm. uh, generally oh, yeah. i thought i thought most of marco Polo's stories was romanticized so yeah i could see trebuchet and have it like have a longer range than the catapult essentially a three Ooh, like a range of three i don't know about that maybe hold on okay so i know the meme yes you project a 30 kilogram projectile 30 300 meters away it's superior to a catapult that's the meme is that like why would you have a catapult when you could have a trebuchet having three range as it with a trebuchet when the bombard has two and you don't get three range until artillery not even artillery that has two range you don't get three range until you get to the the missile the missile launcher thing. I, I can't only, we never get to that part of the game. I don't rocket, know what it's called. Rocket artillery. Rocket artillery. That's yeah, rocket artillery. That's I think three range. And and maybe maybe that that's not even three range. It only gets three range when you have the drone or the observer balloon, right? So oh man, that would be that would be if, kind of broken. What I don't if think it gave it something mm. like a charge? So like a siege unit that was maybe like the siege tower, okay? that had charges, like two or three charges, and when you used a charge, it made uh, a little fortification, not a fortress, like like a Ooh. district fortification with health and everything that, uh, like even if it's just one charge, you know, there's an idea maybe that, okay. that they could okay. do. Okay, let's, let's combine ideas here. What if it was a support unit class? Support unit, yeah. When you, when you have it on a ranged unit, it becomes a siege unit. Like. Let's let's put it this way. Like uh, we can talk about cool. all the cool things that make it broken. Yeah. A lot of things are broken, right? Like all the new things are broken, right? Sinbad's broken in such a good way, though. But so I, I just think because I'm just trying to be historically relevant. Like the Turks, okay. and they don't have the special unit; they have the Janissary instead. But there is the Great Turkish Bombard. Like it's one of the biggest guns ever made in human well, they history. They have that as a, as a as an ability, right? It's an ability, they but like, it, as, but it is yeah. an actual gun that they created when they took okay. the city. And it was able to shoot like a seven ton boulder, like 300 yards away. It could only fire five times a day. It was one of the biggest guns ever made, um, even by modern standards. It was it was about um, um, five to seven feet in diameter. Right. Like the the barrel <laughs> of the gun. Right. Was it it took, just one. It was one thing. Not like a not like an array of. Bombards. No, it was just it was one. one it was, yeah, it was one. Holy bombard. Crap, because it, t- it took like insane. it took like an uh, an army just to move the damn thing. Right. right? And so um, <laughs> like that is that that in itself just it, it, that existing. Um, it's because um, the the sultan who took Constantinople, uh, who's not the leader in in the game. Um, he got all the best gunsmiths in Europe to build him like massive artillery pieces um, to take Constantinople to get through the walls. Uh, and mm. so basically, a lot of things that happen in history are not balanced. <laughs> well, so, okay. no, you can't be okay. like, hey, you're cheating that you can't. Th- we don't yeah. have the technology have- <laughs> for gunpowder yet. You can't do that. OK, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw these two ideas. A. So if it was a siege, what if it was a siege that from like two squares away could put the city under siege? So you know how normally you need like melee units adjacent to the city? What if this was a special siege unit that from two squares away, if you had like more than one, like even just two of them, it puts the city under siege. Okay. Uh, so I, I can, can say like I that. Can, I can see that. I can see that. There's some other things in chat. They're saying that uh, that it can't move. 
and attack on the same no, turn. No, I know, but the reason my like plus that. three range is broken is because now I can't get attacked by the city, and so you can attack yeah. without getting attacked. Yeah, I that's why I, I think it's I broken. Get, I take that. I take. Well, what that. was your other? What was your other option? The say? other idea was, I believe Kubla Khan. You know, he he did like he was more of the empire builder, so I could see something where like when you take a city, maybe something to do with loyalty. Um, maybe it starts fully loyal. Any any city that you conquer. Or, you know, something along those lines, maybe something like when you take a city, uh, maybe certain things don't get destroyed or maybe population doesn't get decimated. Maybe I could see something like that. So something to do with once you take the city over, it, it joins your empire considerably faster uh, or mm. seeds consider maybe like when you take a city over, it seeds without peace. You know, maybe the, something like Whoa. along those lines. Uh, maybe you have to build it, or it could be a trade route. If you build a trade route with a... Well, that would be like a civilization a city ability. Took, we were talking about like the special unit as well, right? And stuff. Right? I, so, I don't know if they'll get well, a special unit. I don't know if they'll get a special unit. There's got to be a reason, though, why they're showing Kublai Khan second. In my head, if I'm Firaxis, I would show the one that would be least popular first. Why? Because it builds hype for the second one. Why did they show Vietnam first? Because, like, I feel like there's way there should be way more to unpack with Vietnam. Like, that's the real hype. But they showed Vietnam first. Why? They're hiding something with Kublai Khan. And maybe it's the second unit. Maybe it's the trebuchet. Maybe it's something else. What the hell is in this? Well, he represents leader? two. He's like Eleanor, right? He He's going to be part of two. Yeah, so like something like that. Yeah. That's, well, that's, that's what they say. It's China and, Emo and Mongolia. You may one say that it's the most popular, but maybe people are more looking forward to the brand new Civ that has everything brand new as opposed to a new leader who doesn't really reveal a whole lot. Yeah, but why wouldn't they keep that to later, right? Like, why wouldn't they build the hype for Vietnam? Like, I I, I fully expected a Kublai Khan video today. They've but probably they, they flipped a Vietnam. coin. They said, what are we going to do first? Okay, Vietnam. We'll do... Uh, I think I think you... I don't know why. Like, I think... Uh, lead strong. Right, because soon we're gonna find out. Probably when they release Kublai Khan, they'll also release corporations, and they'll just be okay. So this is equivalent oh, to this. That's my I like, okay. That's like next like week. That. It's next I week like that, that it's coming out. Yeah, right? it's on Tuesday. I think the video's coming out Monday, Tuesday, and then uh, Thursday the pack comes out, and then Sunday we have Sam so Bradley. Whoever to we end up playing with on Sunday. Oh, I thought we were. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a big surprise. No, that's not. That wasn't no, okay. That, this is that's our not what next I was getting guest. That for the pre-show. The pre-show. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> off topic. Off red flag. Red flag. <laughs> so okay, let's talk about Vietnam. Let's, talk about Vietnam. Yeah, right. let's do it. I got let's all the it. notes all right. here. You have all the. No yeah, you you go for it, man. All right, go for it. So Vietnam. Uh, I'll just give the quick overview that we all saw today. Uh, also, watch Moy's reaction video. Um, if you haven't already. Uh, so first off, the Nine Dragon River Delta. What a great name, by the way. Nine, right? Nine Dragon oh River God. Delta. That's awesome. Okay. I had to pause the video and be like, wait, did they yeah. really just call it that? <laughs> I went back. Nine Dragon River Delta. Dude, that is so sick. So they can only build their districts on rainforest, marshes, and woods, and it doesn't remove it. Okay. They can only build mm -hmm. it on them. Uh, woods gives you plus one culture, uh, rainforest gives you plus one science, and marsh gives you plus one production. Yes, so correct. That's wild. Okay, per that's building, especially when building. we get to the rest of the abilities. But on its own, that's pretty cool. Okay, uh, they've got a new unit, the Voi Chen Elephant. 
which is awesome because it's an elephant. Okay. Love so this units. super crossbowman, all right, uh, has an increased uh, speed. So I believe it's a base of four. Uh, no, I saw six. Unless it was well, in a forest. Hold on, we'll get to unless that. Unless it was in a we'll forest. We'll get to that. Okay, let's okay. presume it's okay. A, okay. a base of four. Okay, maybe five. Whatever. Okay. An increased attack. Okay, so I believe its uh, range attack is 45 to the crossbowman's 40. Uh, an okay. increased attack def uh, melee. So uh, defense, I believe it goes up from 35 to 30. And an increased vision. So it's probably a plus one vision or it can see yeah. in forests. Okay. An interesting unit on its own. Uh, however, it'll get ramped up in a moment. Uh, then we have the new Thran or Thrime. Okay, so this is a really interesting, unique uh, district. So it replaces the encampment, okay? It gets plus two culture for each adjacent district, all right? Uh, and then after tourism, when you sorry, after flight, you get a tourism for whatever culture bonus you have. It does yeah. not require population. So it never counts against so every city can oh have God. one of these babies in it, okay? <laughs> the downside is it doesn't count as a specialty district. So any, no, any no, trigger- No, that's, that's good. It's, that's a good uh, thing. It can be bad. That can be bad because that to me means that it wouldn't trigger certain Eurekas and stuff like that. If it doesn't count as a specialty district. It doesn't trigger like one Eureka. I know that's a, it's supposed to be a good thing because it doesn't, but that but that no pop tells me that it that it that that ability counts okay but that it yeah. doesn't count as a specialty district that to me tells me that it's not going to work with any civics that you have that say you know if you have two specialty districts you get a plus one amenity okay, it's not going to work yeah. for that stuff okay sure you sure. get uh one general point you get two gold and it creates plus one production so you basically have every city can have one of these babies it's going to make you a bunch of culture it's going to still count as your your encampment, so it's going to still do your base encampment, uh, mm -hmm. and yeah, you're going to have crazy culture through the roof. I think part of that specialty that's not a specialty thing. So somebody just said this in chat. It's not bound to terrain features, so you don't have to build this on forest. You don't have to build this on jungle. You don't have to build this on marsh. You can build it anywhere. Right, but it the, just doesn't get the bonus. The edge but though like, is if you do build it on one of those, you'll get the plus one culture or the plus one science. No, or no, the no, plus no, because mark. it's not a specialty district. The specialty okay. districts get that. Go. That's part of that. Okay, like, it's not that a makes sense. District. That makes sense. Yeah, this last one is insane. This last one is insane. Okay, this is the leader bonus. Plus five combat in. Rainforest, marshes, and woods, plus one movement if you start there. Double these bonuses if they're in your home territory. So you get a plus 10 combat bonus in rainforest, marsh, and wood, and a plus two movement if you start in one of those. Throw in there something like Defender of the Faith, and you have got this nutso foundation for a number bonus that makes them basically this to me is they are the best defensive sieve in the game plus oh, yeah. 10 plus 10 ridiculous that is crazy and you didn't get to i think the last point the woods the the so with with the double in home territory or or no, no so they can plant woods oh with yeah fair. they when they get uh, medieval fairs they can plant woods so basically oh my goodness uh they and then all of your units their elephant 
moving through this, for instance, is going through. This is where I think it goes up to six. That's why I'm saying I believe it's a base of four movement and then it can go up to six with this. Okay, now I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think the planning okay. force is still only in your home territory. I hope. I hope it's only in your home territory. It's probably yeah, plus two in your home territory, and then plus one outside of your home. Yeah, territory. but like your uh, workers' sense. ability and your only in ability. specific terrain. Like you got to stick to the to. Yeah, it said that the in terrain. the thing. No, de- don't don't build on deserts. They're garbage in deserts. Stick to the trees. Stick to the trees. But there's so, but there's a lot of things to unpack with like the ability to plant trees. Okay, yeah. so one, you get bonus movement mm-hmm. and combat strength. Mm-hmm. Two. You restrict enemy movement. Slow them down. Yep. Imagine, yeah, imagine just like they have to just creep ahead, and you're just shooting and shooting and shooting, and you could have your archer shoot and then back up and shoot and back up. You mm-hmm. have those horses or those horses, elephants. Shoot back up one space. Come get me. Shoot back up one space. Come keep coming, keep coming. You can't get to me, man. Not to mention. Crazy. Not to mention, like chopping them won't do anything. Pretty sure when you grow, yes. if you chopping don't do anything, but you can build a lumber mill there. Or late game, oh, what do you know? I can build nature reserves very easily. I've got all these trees already planted everywhere. Yeah. Not going to be too hard for me. Like, I know by then you, your builders can do it, you know, but you might as well have a bunch of trees everywhere. You might as well have your border surround. So this, you just can turtle up, plant your trees. Everybody wins. Just no desert. Don't go to desert. Don't go desert. Don't go mountain. You're good. <laughs> I want to hear from Nystagmus. I want to hear his thoughts on for sure. Vietnam. Well, uh, for me, like it just sounded very much like it's a very just like the the goal is kind of like a defensive production um, sieve, right? Uh, Vietnam speaks to me like a, a defensive culture sieve, right? Um, there's a lot of abilities to stack culture a lot um, and and go for that culture victory. Now, I know that someone asked very very um, poignantly in the chat, Vector Cat, always with the uh, the clutch questions whether or not. Who's better at defense? Would it be Vietnam or would it be the Gaul? Now, I would say that Vietnam question. probably has uh, a better innate defensive quality, but the Gaul, their defensive quality stacks as you build their armies. So their theirs is very much based on how many units you have because every adjacent unit gives oh, you that true. defensive bonus, right? And you can go on the offensive with that. It's just a yeah. flat combat bonus. And so theirs is probably a little bit more versatile because the way you can arrange your armies will make help with the combat bonus, whereas Vietnam is solely for defensive purposes because their bo- their bonuses are so much better in their own territory. You get the bonuses a little bit outside of their territory, but again, only for those specific ter- uh, terrain types, whereas the Gulls is there all the time. If you as soon as you step out of your own terrain type, like if you don't want Vietnam to attack you and stuff, don't go into woods, don't go into marshes, don't go in the jungle. Chop all your trees. Yeah, chop, chop, chop all the trees. If you take, yeah. if you take their <laughs> cities over, chop them down. Um, they're all obviously susceptible to uh, forest fires, uh, so obviously they're not playing apocalypse mode. <laughs> and the the <laughs> elephant unit, their unit, kind of tells me it's like it's a mobile defense drone basically because it's so fast, it can shoot. And with the bonuses they get in their own territory, it can move from one side of the empire to the other very quickly in order to uh, uh, to respond to threats, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it would be like a, a hugely offensive weapon as soon as you get out of like their special terrain types in their, um, in their territory. Um, I think it's going to be super useful as like you have one of them and it can go from one end. Like if you have, if you, in the early game, if you only have four cities, 
it can go from one end of your empire to the other probably in two turns especially with roads you can probably get there in one turn what yeah. scares me about this empire though is because of their their special encampment they're likely going to have lots of generals right so they're they're going to be in this situation where they have forests and they have all this stuff everywhere they're ready to use them they can springboard out of their empire into adjacent empires where effectively you're going to have a unit with like like we're talking grand columbia style units here um that are coming out at like six six or seven movement if you take logistics eight movement with a general you know that's there's there's one downside to that right for an elephant we assume they're going to get a lot of generals if there's no other civ in the game that has a similar strategy like the gall right the gall their encampment's kind of the same thing right so they would also get extra general bonus points too and so they would compete with them for general uh, great generals well, so as long the as there's no one else there to compete with them then yeah they they would stack up all their great generals the gull but the gull don't inherently build don't have to build encampments right the gull build uh their thing is their uh their workshop right their um their opidium so the gull are going to be generating more of the 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 engineers and yeah they certainly could build uh encampments but these guys specifically are building encampments like this is their special yeah. unit that is amazing uh, that you can build pretty much clustered with any other district. Uh, and, you know, take, when Vin, when Peppermint Butler gets this and adds it to his amazing city building skills, he's going to show us how amazing an adjacency bonus he can get for each of these little, <laughs> these little Let's see how right? they, uh, people how they with real city the, building uh, skills. The generals from Grand Columbia then too, right? Like, No, I think they get, I think they still get more. I think the only people who can compete with like, the amount of great generals that that Vietnam can produce is Shaka, who has a unique encampment as well and wants to build it in pretty much in every one of his cities. And Alexander, who has a unique building within the encampment. And obviously he wants to build that because that's how you get your science bonus when you're producing units. I really don't think you like everyone else might get one. They're going to have like eight. Like Vietnam's going to have every all city the should have one. It's a free. It's free, right? It's free. Yeah. And I think it's reduced. It's like building an aqueduct. I like, think it's not? a reduced cost to build it. Pretty sure. Yeah. yeah it, it's half. Half the cost. Half yeah. the cost, and it's free, and it's an encampment. You get bonus to producing your units. You get bonus uh, XP to two, all of your units. It makes two gold as well. It gives you two I, gold so and a production. This is so good. So, and there might be a difference too, depending on like if you play the, the Vietnam against the AI, because then yeah, you would, but. If someone knew that and they can com- they try to compete with you, if there's like a faith producing sieve that can maybe try to buy the great generals as they come and then retire them. Yeah, but they're still accumulating the points. They'll eventually get one. I know, but there's only this is also clearly not game. a faith sieve, by the way. <laughs> this is like there's nothing for them for faith. Their science and culture victory. Uh, oh yeah, who cares about faith? No. Yeah. If you yeah. if you get it though and you get defender of the faith, watch out. Oh my god. Yeah. That would be the <laughs> that would be the incentive. Math? That would That's be the, the incentive. Is crazy good. Uh, I like also uh I want to add one more thing. Dash Green said you can have like a highway of elephants. So it's crazy to think about. You can have one elephant come in, move like one space, shoot, move out. Have the next elephant come in, shoot, move out. That's have right. The next they can move shoot, after. Shoot, I forgot out. to mention that they, they, they can move after shooting. I think they hijack way too much from Grand Columbia. 
these guys. I know they don't have the move after shooting. They have the uh, after they can they can upgrade and then keep going. But man, uh, Grand Columbia gets a lot of these movement bonuses, but it doesn't have all this other cool stuff. They've got all this movement bonus, and they've got a bunch of cool stuff on top of it for where all their buildings and 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 I think I feel that there's a pattern, right? Here's the pattern I've seen. The, C- right. the pattern is is that a new Civ is released. We all scream about how OP it is, and then we start playing <laughs> it, and then we find out, oh, there's actually some kink- there's some kinks in the armor like that we haven't thought armor. of that can exploit yeah, them, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I remember we had the same conversation. Well, Grand Columbia actually ended up being true. They actually had to nerf them. So, but um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, but we thought <laughs> we thought the same thing about the Byzantine Empire, and then we were like, oh wait, yeah, there's actually like some timings you have to do, and if you don't do it, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Um, and we thought the same thing about uh, uh, the Gaul when they first came out too. We thought they were pretty like pretty strong. Mm. I think though, civs that are defensive, I think generally are strong. If you're a good defensive civ, you can just turtle up and do whatever you want. Uh, like, I got to remember too, with all these forests, forests give you uh, what um, a, a, a defense plus bonus, five, right? A plus five, plus six, and and if they're on a hill, team. right, that's even more. So plus five, plus you know six, yeah. you have these everywhere. So that's also but adding onto this bonus. Then the game modes add a whole other dimension to this, right? If you play an apocalypse mode, how many forest fires will there be? That will okay, kind yes, of start screwing yes, of with course. that. Yes, yes, right? and there is some Man, dependency. if there's a forest fire in Vietnam, all their units are going to die, and it's going to be so satisfying. Oh my god, I can't wait. And can't? <laughs> uh, oh wait, no, you have to, you have to take it over. You're going to say vampires? Can't they just rip apart anybody's forest? But no, I, I think you, it's, no. it's neutral forest. You can rip it apart if you have a charge um, or your own. Yeah, you don't forest. waste that charge. But like a strategy you might do is when you take over one of their cities, if you don't think you can keep it, you know, just keep it long enough to raise all their forests. Um, and, and just raise marshes. the city. That's true. Hmm. That's right. <laughs> That's way easier. <laughs> That's a lot easier. <laughs> no, no, no. Way- I'm attacking with an army of builders. Yeah. And then heroes would just make this even more broken, right? Like Hamiko yeah. with all those bonuses on top of it would be kind of crazy oh, too. Another plus ten to all of those and more math involved. Oh. Like it would be Peppermint Butler's tag was all over again, right? Like worse actually, worse. No, you thought tag were bad. Wait, oh, wait until Peppermint Butler gets his hands on. It. Yeah, like like so sad. <laughs> wait until Peppermint Butler gets his hands. On. It's not the district building I'm scared of. It's the fact that he's gonna like somehow big brain plant a forest like three tiles away from your city and just capture it in one turn. That's the big brain that I expect out of Peppermint Butler. I don't care about this this dish. Every a child can have a plus twelve culture district. You know what I mean? Like you just need. A few districts around it like it's not hard to surround your government plaza with districts right it's it's it's, it's the planning of i'm going to put this city right here so purposely i'm going to buy these three tiles and then i'm going to plant a forest there all in the same turn then on the next turn i'm going to have my army of elephants come from seven tiles away shoot this thing all in one turn and have it at night coming from the back and he's not going to expect it that's the peppermint butler play right there. I'll call oh, it now. Next, next Civ give. That's what's happening. He's gonna, uh, he's gonna take Vietnam. He's gonna turtle, and then he's gonna nuke not only me but you and you and him and that guy. You get a nuke, and you get a nuke, and you. Yeah. Everybody gets a nuke, and he can be able to do it, especially with 
the encampments. He just builds so many. Basically, units. all I'm learning right now <laughs> from the last so few nuts. games is the more and more I play and I get a religion and stuff like that, I'm finding that work ethic is overrated and defender of the faith is underrated. <laughs> yeah, defender of the faith is it's good. You gotta get it. Okay, all right. Let's talk about the last feature. Shall sure. we? Okay, I think we, yeah. we, we Vietnam's going to be fun. Okay, and I think we're going to do a special special format for, for these civilizations. Yeah, fun for if you're using <laughs> them. The last feature, Nystagmus called this. This is a feature right out of Civ 4, you know, which was arguably, that was the pinnacle of the old square box Civ before they switched to the hex map, the square Civ, uh, the block Civ, and that is corporations. These look like I know for me, you guys know I love my gold. Okay. I this looks so great. The idea <laughs> so of So we're gonna have a uh, Zoe pick Mally in like every single game. Yeah. The, <laughs> I, but the idea, I know. The idea uh. that because this kind of lends to the I, I I think this is gonna be it seems like a victory condition, right? It seems that's the direction. It seems that like an, suggesting. I, an idea of a victory condition. Well, because it's now it's if you, you want to gain a monopoly. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. if you can gain a monopoly, so so now if you have replicas, replication of your amenities, it's going to get you a bunch of bonus stuff, right? And then yeah. if you get, uh, then you can get, I guess, special missions to get to try and steal it from other people or something like that, where you can I monopolize it. Don't know if you can steal it from other people. I think you can trade for it, or maybe you just take over the city, or you take a Nazi and you just start pillaging all the luxury it, resources. It on the map. seemed seemed aggressive the way that it was suggesting it Maybe. so the way i'm like and they haven't released all the notes on it right and so we don't really no, not know yet. um how it works but the way that the video kind of explained it was if you corner they, they use the terms corner the market right so the way i'm reading that is um there's only so many diamonds in the game right so there's so many diamond resources yes. if yes. you get enough duplicate diamonds um, of it, you can turn those like duplicate resources into those special districts. And if you're able to do that, then you start controlling the market for diamonds, essentially, right? Meaning um, it will be harder for other people to uh, duplicate their uh, their resources. If mm -hmm. you have the most diamonds, um, and also I think they're trying to fix one thing in the game is that like if you settle a city and there's like five diamonds like near your city, like there's no point of like improving all of them, right? right away because right. you don't get duplicate amenities and it's only good if you're going to get the trade now there's actually like uh an incentive for you to improve all your diamond root things so you can get these special like stock exchanges and then you can get like the monopolies um that you get all these gold bonuses with it and i think the point is is that get to the monopoly as fast as possible because i think that will shut out other people from gaining a monopoly on diamonds elsewhere in the world right Okay, so if you have a monopoly of diamonds, I don't think it. I think the the word monopoly it means have means all that of them. No one else has diamonds. <laughs> but it might. It might. Be, this is why I think there might be aggression aggression involved, where you're able to basically acquire other people's amenities. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can buy them. Maybe there's a central market that you can buy them from, or, or maybe, maybe you can put them on sale. You know, know. it's so it's not it's not that you get all the diamonds. If you get the monopoly, you can turn the diamonds into a product. Right. And, then and, the so then, and so then if you have the monopoly on diamonds and you're the only one who can make the product. Right. It's a city. It's like I a city. Thought, okay. um, it's a city project that you can do to make a product. And then it becomes another thing that gives you an amenity. It's another thing that um, is something that gives you gold. And it's another thing you can trade with other people for stuff. Right. 
but just even the yeah, bonus that, that's, amenity that's what gives you the, the plus 25 like gold to all to the city that host city or like the plus uh growth if you have like a corporation of chocolate or a corporation of yeah uh, and then it gives uh, you a tour to build big that, cities right? then and then it gives you a tourism mm-hmm. boost once you get to a certain point right right yes and then a tourism boost i'd like if it unlocks civics i always like if there's a special policy card you know that <laughs> that you can unlock always if we can uh it just the way that it was described though it sounded fun and it sounded like future games will be we have corporations and secret societies yeah uh, i agree it, it had that kind of like the other ones are all crazy yeah secret uh, societies <laughs> turned to a default game mode basically right so. yeah yeah for like everybody for everyone the secret societies is default it's crazy yeah because it adds a fun flair to the game where all the other ones to date are they're crazy they add like an unstable unpredictable component component that isn't always fun you well, know okay like a hundred attacking a hundred attacking really popular just not among us i think we're the minority here but thinking maybe that it's popular that against the computer i could see that because uh whenever i played with against the computer computer does not seem to know how to use heroes very well no exactly so yeah. i could see it yeah against ai i could see why people are like yay uh i don't think that multiplayer players maybe oh, share okay so this is how it works okay so oh, he found it you um, get duplicate luxury resources. It's, uh, it gives you buried buffs. They haven't really talked about that yet. But if you get a great merchant, it increases the power of the industry even further into a corporation. Corporations yes, okay. grant stronger buffs, and they can give you a, a city project to make the product, yes. um, which is a great work. And you store them at stock exchanges and seaports. It gives the corporations benefits to the home city. Finally, a monopoly on a luxury resource is created when a single civilization controls a dominating world share of it. So you don't okay. have to control all of it. You just have to be just you have most to of the it. Dom, most More of than it. 50%. See, that's cool because it gives you a mission like, I want to go out and get this stuff. I want to go out yeah. and take There's these There's a cities. reason to capture or There's burn a reason. another city. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then it sounds like that would support any victory condition, except for maybe religious. Uh, having more amenities and more gold. <laughs> and so, yeah, and I think it's like you get the world share of it and you don't need to know own all of it because in order to have a monopoly, you just need to be able to be so powerful in it that you manipulate the price, right? Right, right. So that's all that matters is that you're, you're big enough to manipulate the price and it screws over anyone else who would rather compete. It's like diamonds you. are in fact a very, very common substance. It's carbon. Carbon yeah. is everywhere. Okay, the reason diamonds are valuable is marketing. <laughs> that's yeah, and and that, that and De Beers they, controls. Uh, they hoard um, them. They hoard them. Yeah. yeah, and they destroy them. They'll destroy diamonds. They they do. But yeah, like and that, like and the idea that like a, a wedding engagement ring should be three years salary, that was invented in like what? Yeah, three sorry three months salary. Yeah, three months salary. Oh, three months okay. salary. Sorry, three months salary. Yeah, <laughs> three months salary. That idea was invented. It was a marketing stunt. The engagement ring uh, idea that you should spend three months' salary on a well, the ring. fact that you should even have an engagement back ring. in like the fifties or sixties, thirties, nineteen thirties, thirties. Okay, it was a while, yeah. but it it didn't exist. It wasn't like there's this weird oh, it's this ancient tradition. The Egyptians invented it, and where the people would they would toil for forty five days to get I this think one. Would be very <laughs> no. interesting is whether or not they wrap in the government types and how they interact with the corporations if that would be right. kind of interesting too so like merc- mercantilism so. and then there's capitalism democracy communism yeah. Com- um, like they should too. 
Um, that would be kind of interesting if there's like certain buffs to these corporations through that government type. Um, um, that would be very interesting if they add that as well. And like, is it something that does it does it not kick in until you get mercantilism, or is it something that is earlier, or is it something that right when you get your first great merchant? Well, you can't get products right away. I think you can't get products really until you get like someone that can store them. So you need seaports and stock exchanges, right? So right. you can only store products in those two built in those two buildings, right? Then can so, I steal? But you still can, can get a corporation. Products. Yeah, you can probably steal them. Yeah, hmm? that'd be cool if I can steal your product. Yeah, the corporation like is made mission? by a uh, great merchant. Yeah, and that you can make. So the corporation is what gives you the boost. So if I make a corporation on mine, that's what gives me the plus 25% in gold in my host city. Right. The product is just kind of like that additional, oh, it also produces me culture and tourism. So right? it's a lot like Civ Four then. And I think also they're trying to add another element to the game, which is, you know, when you go to war with somebody or when you're trying to take something, now they're trying to make it so that maybe you're actually trying to take a certain city because it has certain natural resources right. that right. you're trying yeah. to take. Yeah. Right, and get that boost because you need the nut. You need duplicates of nut luxury. Very resources. historically accurate. Do yeah. you guys think that it'll be that it's a generic bonus, or will it be that like honey grants a specific bonus, or diamonds grant a specific? That, that bonus? is actually what it is. Yeah, it's so chocolate be, is specifically like that's so. There's going to be like twenty different types of bonuses. Or are they going to cl- cluster them into types? I think there's like uh, maybe there's maybe there's not twenty. Well, I would imagine chocolate and honey might there's be similar. Tea, right? chocolate, incense, spices, silk, coffee, diamonds, spices, coffee. Point. Yeah, there's a lot of like maybe, resources. Maybe there is like, like yeah. There's, there's gr- I'm guessing there's groups. So like anything that has to do with food, you get plus housing. So like spices, tea, chocolate, honey. Anything to do with like money, that plus twenty five percent golden whole city. So diamond, silver. Uh, I wonder what Mercury would, Mercury would maybe be. Maybe Mercury would, and like turtles would be, would be like science. Because turtles are a luxury resource too, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, true. And whales. And <laughs> what whales. What do you do with whales? Like, I think like, whales are a bonus. Are they a bonus? No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're luxury. I think Fish it'll be based because think about it oil. like. For, for whales, they, we did it for oil, right? There's oil Jade gives whales. you culture. So it'll probably be like that. It'll be if it gives you science, it's something linked to science. If it gives you gold, it's something linked to gold. Because uh, some of them, I think incense gives you faith, right? Oh, yeah, that's a good way to see it. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. that's probably like what that. they'll do. They'll they'll, bra- they'll branch uh. it out like that. And then, yeah, like turtles gives you science, I believe. Um, and there's yes. a couple other ones that give you science. Uh, iron. Well, iron. Iron's is a strategic it, resource. It's strategic. Though. Is it, I, it, I, is it just going to be luxury? I think it's only yes. luxury. Okay. It's, it's only luxury. luxury. Now, one yeah. way okay. that they could do this is if they started like this i think this is like a pilot and i think they're going to expand it because there should be corporations and things surrounding strategic resources because there are in real life right there are around coal oil iron aluminum right aluminum uh, uranium uh, uranium or aluminium if you're proper aluminium so i think that would be really cool if they did that too but i don't think they want to do it right away because because just say they did that and they had the same thing that would make it so that someone can dominate the world trade of like a strategic resource and right. like kind of screw everyone else over for a strategic resource, which kind of really messes the game up. If you're uh, a smart player a though, if basis, you're a smart man. player, yeah, you, you, you find where all the oil is first and you make sure that you're the only one that has a significant you can portion. Start selling man. So last game, by the way, I had zero niter. That's why I said you, you have hope. Like I have no niter. I had so much land and no niter. And that was when I went in my monologue. I was like, why is there no niter? 
anywhere on this map. You didn't this need is ridiculous. neither. You had your plus thirty bonuses. It was it was enough. anyway. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but like and and lemon juice and vinegar and acid. What else can we put on this? uh mulan yeah mulan's mulan. really good oh. but uh but uh i feel like the like lacking of strategic resources almost happens every game there's always like oh i don't have niter and always like one person has niter but then that person's not willing to sell the niter maybe we right? should start playing abundant that's uh, that's one thing or we just actually or yeah there's no yeah, heroes you know what? yeah never do heroes again and i think we'll be good <laughs> that's that that's it that's it. So that I would have, I would have royally, royally been uh, screwed. But I did have Renaissance walls up by the end of that game, and I don't think you could have ever came in. And then I would have gotten steel, and then you would have been done. Uh, been your heroes stopped me from using my my bombards. That's that's it. That's just I had the bombards; they were useless. Okay. Same with my army of frigates, useless because of. <laughs> Anyways, it's a game that's done, long gone, never happened. Look forward to this Sunday. Yeah, this what's Sunday happening this Sunday? What a, what, a, what do we got in this Sunday, segment? Sunday, Sunday. Mystery Sunday, game. Sunday, Sunday. You, you could do this game or you can trade it all in for the mystery game. <laughs> mystery game. <laughs> what's going on Sunday, Nystagmus? So we are going to have uh, a guest on the show, friend of the show and uh, creator of the um, the the Challenge League is Vector Cat joining us on Sunday and we gave him full yeah. reign on what he's going to, what kind of punishment he's going to give us. I've already been punished enough by the Scottish game, so I'm really looking forward to this Sunday. Where oh, he's... dude, speaking of that, oh, geez, <laughs> I'll get that after. I'll just go real quick. <laughs> so he is going to, he's creating a game for us, um, and we're not going to know anything about it until we open the game for the first time. Uh, and so he's going to be joining us for that game. Uh, for, so... That's gonna be very interesting. I think he 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 always cooks yeah, up yeah. very interesting games. He always yeah. does, and like it's funny. Like beforehand, he had like this the A team and options, and like it's just like people don't ah, know that. People don't know that. I know that. I know that. I know that. This is me giving the inside scoop. And then okay. when he said, "How about I just do something where you guys don't know?" I was yeah. like, "Yes, please <laughs> do that." That's because he's always so yeah, it creative. Was the, it was the whole mystery box meme. We can yeah, do all this fancy like, stuff, I, I, or you like can trade it all more. in for what's inside this. What's box. in the box? <laughs> and like it was cool. The stuff he was suggesting was cool. But I I like having no clue what we're doing. Uh, I think in general I like with our guests, which we you know we have more guests lined up. The guests' choice. You know, maybe not that it's uh, we're going to play on this map where everything that I start is snow and I'm Russia and the rest hey, of you hey, are. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> that Don't was such a on one foibles. sided slaughtering. Don't pick on foibles. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say foibles. What? No, but you picked what? the game that he picked. I, oh, boy, boy. Hey, he's talking about the time where you used the cultists to like blizzard everyone to death. Yeah, boy. Bring that up. Hey, Thanks to Stan. Hey, that was a good strategy. <laughs> and you're all jealous. Yes. Okay, I Why just hear jealousy Boy's at all. killing everyone and he has a military strength of 20. What's going on? I, it's all in cultists. <laughs> That's how I'm defending my cities. No, don't fight Russia in... Just, you don't fight Winter. Russia. You don't fight ever, Russia. Unless you're the Every Mongols. Every time Russia's in the game, we lose. Unless you're the Mongols. Okay, <laughs> unless you're the Mongols, you can fight Russia. Yeah, no, I don't think... Mongols, they invaded Russia in the wintertime. They won. No, but I. The point is, <laughs> I like our guest choice. Uh, every game we've had so far, where it's guest choice, has been very interesting. 
Um, and, uh, you know, so this is going to be fun. So definitely everybody got to tune in on Sunday for, for the vector cat special. But can I, can I, uh, before we end, we're not can, yet, I, talk about, yeah, go, can go. I talk about, uh, how the heck my challenge league game went? My yes, Civ six challenge. Please league game? do. Jeez. Oh, okay. This will be very quick. So I, took over uh china as we already knew from like the last uh podcast so my game plan i'm like okay i'm gonna build economy and i'm gonna try my best to build my science my science is really bad so i was uh doing my thing i didn't really know if i want to go culture or science i was kind of all over the place and i didn't know what i was doing uh i realized that i was about to hit a dark age and we were playing with dramatic ages on and so i was like oh this is gonna be really bad i did not know the impact that this would make on my game. So age went, both me and China went into a dark age. He lost one city, I lost five, five cities, and then lost more afterwards, like three turns later because of loyalty, because my cities were all scattered all over the place. And then slowly, one by one, that one flips and the next one flipped and China was out and I was left on one city and even that one loyalty flipped and I lost and I was out. That was my game. I can't believe, you know, there's an achievement to lose more than four cities at once in a, in a dark age. That's an achievement. I have it. You know how many people have it? 0.2% of the population of Civ 6 players have this achievement. I'm one of them. I can't believe that, man. So is it, it's like an achievement, like congratulations. It is. That's exactly it. Here, I'll, I'll pull up the name of it. Things fall apart. 0.2% players have this achievement. I took a picture and I'll share it. I'll share it in my in the Discord. It's called Things That's Fall Apart. Awesome. That's awesome. That's an things awesome name for achievement. Yeah, things fall apart. I'll share it in the Discord if you're in there in our Discord. Do you know do you know what that reference is? I I don't know. It's uh it's a book um called yeah, Things Fall the, Apart. The se- the center cannot hold. Things sure, fall apart. man. Like, listen, you guys know the references. I'm here because it's by of, uh, an author named Achibwe. This isn't helping me now. <laughs> I I think it's cool that I I survived. I like my game's still going. Both of you, I think, died. Did you die in your second game, Nystagmus, or were you? Able I have to died many times <laughs> when I when I tried again on the on the second stream. I felt like I was sideshow Bob walking around and hitting the rakes all the time. I just. <laughs> I uh, like I got I I lost <sighs> two data games and then Moyan was in the chat was just like dude just just play on a just play on a lower lower difficulty man <laughs> so I played on Immortal and then I lost that game uh, <laughs> and I lost that game um, uh, to Dramatic Ages as well because uh, I went to a dark age uh, yeah uh, it was fun like not not to take away from it I I had fun it was a certain type of fun where you have to know how to laugh at yeah. yourself and if you're able to laugh at yourself. Then it's totally tons yeah, of fun. That's what that's what happened to me too. When I, once that dark age hit, I just laughed because like, wow. I think what everyone should do is uh, watch Peppermint Butler's version of that game, so that you see the best <laughs> that you could possibly do. Then watch my version of the game, and this is like the bottom of the barrel, worst you could possibly watch do. Watch the different in the game. perspectives. That'd be a great <laughs> watch the different perspectives when it comes out. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a really good one because it's not gonna yeah. be any of us succeeding except maybe Zoe. I my game was still like I'm not I won't continue it for the next good morning amenities next Tuesday. I'll I'll probably do whatever Vector Cat's newer one is. But like I had a very I think the big crucial decision that I made that you guys didn't 
was where I settled my second city. And it was specifically because I wanted to build a specific wonder that I think that that's what screwed you guys, not having that wonder. And that wonder is the Temple of Artemis. Uh, I think that... I don't know if that's what VectorCat did on purpose, but he only had one hex that I could see close to your capital that you could. And for Scotland, the Temple of Artemis is like a Scottish god of wonders. Like you need to get the Temple of Artemis. And I did. And it and it really made it that, you know, my cities were pretty much ecstatic most of the game. And when I did have my Dark Age, I lost two garbage cities and, you know, it didn't affect much and like now i'm still going and like i'm a contender you know so i don't think i'll finish that game unfortunately i think i, I was uh, uh good morning amenities i think i finished at 200 turn 200 220 or something like that and then just send it to um, me afterwards maybe so sure no, no, i don't know if there's any Butler, interest in that uh, sub 200 science victory so insane <laughs> oh my god that was incredible <laughs> i was like looking i'm like okay so i at turn 180 i was here and you had nanotechnology and spaceships <laughs> hmm hmm i think you're better than me at this <laughs> yeah i think wow a little bit a little Crazy. bit better Watching those two, watching us play and then watching Peppermint Butler play that is like anyone who thinks like, hey, man, maybe next year's Civ game, there'll be like more competition. Yeah, no, yeah, no. no. I, I can never train. I, no matter how hard I train, I can never be LeBron James in basketball, <laughs> right? Like that can never happen. He's genetically way better and, than me. I can't help it. He's <laughs> just genetically. It's just there's no, bigger, you know, I think when we have him on the show next, I think we should have the theme of the show. It's like the, the Civ show hosts learn to not suck. And we'll all be on the same team with him, with Peppermint Butler. And we'll have like a bunch of computer players. And he's going to show us the ropes of building our cities so that they'll be a little bit more effective as the horde of, 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 computers comes at us that's my idea uh, Vector, yeah, yeah we know that i know that there are other like multiple members but he was just like the one that we the one that we, we saw uh, live we yeah. kind of we yeah we lurked we lurked yeah. at his stream and we watched it like well it was last on week, last podcast it was on well yeah it was on last podcast so and i i was i was i kept going and like looking it's like what how is what how is this even scientific physically possible how did he do this but then i remembered civ give with 1200 science well some of us had like yeah. fifty signs. Yeah, me, <laughs> I know. All right, let's 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 wrap up here. Let's wrap it up. So, anyways, thanks everybody for coming by today. Moy's going to tell you about this amazing technology. Oh my Twitter. gosh! This oh, one, the CEO of Twitter is a weird dude. Two, uh, the platform is okay. So, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, you definitely should because it's where you get all your updates on Civ Show and Civilization, both of them in the same spot. It's crazy. And it's where we post some cool memes, and it's where we, uh, if if we have the opportunity, we're gonna roast another uh, another member of the civilization community because this is just so easy and so satisfying. So follow us on Twitter at the Civ Show. Thank you, uh, Moy and uh, Nystagmus. <laughs> didn't you invent something called YouTube? I didn't invent it. I know how to surf the YouTubes very well. But if you like to see us especially myself, face plant on many videos uh, while we're trying to play Civilization, definitely check us out on our YouTube channel. The place where I don't face plant is when I talk <laughs> about the history part of uh, Civilization. <laughs> I talk about different leaders. So you can check out that content there. And then Zoe has his reaction and raising review videos um, that are really good. So check those out too. So give us a sub on YouTube and check us out there. If you're looking for the more intimate connection, 
uh, join us on our Discord. Uh, it's where most of our, it's like the watering hole of the Civilization Civ Show community. Uh, it's where we gather to discuss many subjects from civilization to actual things going on in the world, uh, or just to look at pep, pet pictures. Uh, it's a great community, uh, very engaging, very active. So join us on our Discord, the best way to connect with us uh, at any given time. I will be with you guys on uh, Tuesday morning for Good Morning Amenities. Uh, we got afternoon tea on Monday. So technically, I guess I should have gone in that order. Monday Monday afternoons <laughs> with Nystagmus, afternoon tea, Good Morning Amenities with uh, Raising Zozo and Moisas at night. We now have five days a week of Civ Show content for you guys. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Podcast Thursday, and of course, the grand event, the Civ Show itself, Sunday evenings, we'll have uh, Vector Cat on. It's going to be a fantastic show. We hope to see you there. Uh, that's it for us from for this week. So, uh, good night, good night from all of us. Good Say good night, boys. Have a good one. See you on Sunday. Good night.